All right, good morning. Glad you guys are here. Uh, you're in for a treat this morning. If you've been around Ignite a while, you know that, uh, that we are all about multiplication in lots of different ways. And, uh, and one of the ways that we do that, we've been raising up a teaching team here at Ignite working over the last year or so. And, uh, and we had last summer, we had uh, three different people that ended up coming and sharing a message. And uh, again, this morning, we have a treat of having Mark with us. He's part of our teaching team. And so uh, he's here. He's going to bring a message uh, about community this morning morning. And, uh, and so I just think there's value in hearing lots of different voices and hearing what uh, God lays on different people's hearts. And so I'm going to pray for him. And then Mark's going to bring the word for us this morning. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for Mark. Thanks for his willingness to serve and the ways that you have stretched him and grown him and taught him even beyond uh, what we'll hear this morning. And just pray just for your hand of peace to be on him. I pray that, uh, that you would just put your words in his mouth, God, that you'd speak through him in powerful ways this morning, that you would be glorified, that your word and your mission and your kingdom would come in a powerful way here today, uh, that we would uh, step into more of the life that you have for us. Uh, again, just come and have your way, God. We love you. We need you. We lift these things up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Okay, it is working. Darn it. That means we're going to have to do this. <laughs> All right, uh, so last week, uh, Russ started um, his message with a story about some important relationships in his life, and I thought I'd do the same thing. So if you go to that next slide, there is a couple of goofballs right there. Um, we've shared a lot together, and... <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was going to say. If you don't know him, it's Edward Bestie. Um, he, go ahead and go to the next slide, too. <laughs> might as well put, I might as well do it all at once. That's his wife, Shelly, and uh, together, they are both a little goofy. That's part of the reason I love them. But uh, they were instrumental in, uh, in this church getting started. They were one of the founding families uh, with Ignite. And uh, that's part of why I'm up here now. And if you see the next slide, uh, the four of us have been getting along together for a long time. And I'll get to that with the story. So I'll just go get started right now. And uh, please forgive me for going to my notes a lot, but there's a lot of years to cover. So if I don't check my notes a lot, we'll be here all day. <clears throat> I'll do my best to get through this with my typical lack of emotions. And for those people that haven't been here... Um, <laughs> Very many times you'll maybe know what that means. And if I can get through this with fewer than six Kleenex, I'll consider it a win. I also don't know what to do with my hands. Please forgive my pockets. I need a fidget spinner or something. Uh, this, re this relationship, uh, the one that I have with Edward, goes back roughly 35 years, I believe, which is funny because I most of the time don't feel that old. Uh, and I, I believe the relationship I have with him is the cornerstone of a lot of the important relationships in my life. Now, a little disclaimer, I am not really good with dates and sequence of events, uh, but this is the best I can remember things. And there may be some creative license taken and some names will be left out to protect the not so innocent. Uh, a little background might help here. Partway through my fifth grade year, my parents decided to uh, move us to Minear. So I had to move away from all my friends that I have from kindergarten to fifth grade. Um, I was really nervous about making new friends, 
So I made every effort to stay homesick as often as I could. Uh, I think I even started to believe it myself. I just preferred to be isolated and just hang out with, with mom. Uh, during our time there in my year, my dad had a semi-accident and wasn't able to work. Um, by the time I started seventh grade, we had already moved back to Pekin, so guess what? You get to make friends all over again. And uh, in, in boys that age, two years can make a big difference on who they want to hang out with. So it was, it was a little scary again, having to make friends. And so I hung out with the closest person I knew, which was my cousin. Uh, during our, oh, I already went through that. It was around this time when uh, my cousin first introduced me to Edward. Edward had a snake with him after school. I'm not exactly sure why. So I don't know if I ever delved that deep into that. Uh, and it seemed like half the school was all surrounding him when we left school. Uh, so we stopped by, and my cousin introduced introduced. And by the way, the snake bit him, and it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Now, following that, I don't honestly remember when Edward and I became best friends or started hanging out together. Um, but I do recall one Halloween night, um, I was hanging out with a group of boys that might have thrown an egg or two or maybe even soaped a window. Uh, I might not have been hanging out with the best crowd at the time. Regardless of how we got together, it didn't take long for us to become best friends. We walked to school together, even though I lived quite far away. I was supposed to be riding the bus, but I would walk to his house, and then we'd walk the rest of the way to school together. Um, after school, we'd often be playing basketball, sometimes with his brothers, and uh, I would be just hanging out at his house until the dinner bell slash smoke alarm went off, and oftentimes I would be able to just hang out and eat dinner with his family. And it felt great. I felt like a member of the family, which was awesome because I wasn't enjoying time with my family. First, a sip of water, excuse me. <clears throat> My father had suffered some serious injuries uh, in the accident I talked about earlier, and he was very, very unpleasant to be around most of the time. Uh, he couldn't work like he was used to, and I think he was depressed and angry, and he generally directed that anger towards people closest to him. And no one outside of our uh, home, not even extended family, knew this. Um, Edward was the only person I could talk to. <sighs> about, about how things were at home. <sighs> I could be vulnerable and uh, he could do the same thing. We could just talk about whatever's going on. So a lot of times Edward and I would just hang out together and uh, work on some fun projects like signs for the football games and basketball games. Now, keep in mind that our signs were generally for the cheerleaders and the pom-pom girls, but we were at the games nonetheless. And Edward did most of the work. He was, he's the artist. I just kind of hung around and talked to him while he did it. Now then, early in our senior year, things in my house were getting very bad, and I didn't see anything getting any better unless something changed. So I decided to... Uh, spur that along and, and be some of the change. And one morning, I just walked out of my house, walked over to his house, and uh, basically lived with him and his father uh, for the remainder of that senior year. Uh, occasionally, I would go to school, 
and often feeling sorry for myself. The, the funny thing is, throughout that time, I never felt judged, maybe a little nudged to, to get myself together and go, go to school, but never, never judged. We'll just be there and listen. Um, we would be there for each other for other things too, like girl trouble or not graduating on time. That would be me. I missed a lot of school. In fact, Pekin High School had a new rule the following year when I went back from my extra semester. Um, okay, so after I finished my extra semester of high school, Edward and I decided to uh, go and apply for jobs on the same day at this brand new Walmart here in East Peoria. Uh, has anyone seen the movie Step Brothers? I think if they, I think if they would have uh, let us interview together, it might have gone a little bit like that. Thankfully, they didn't, and they hired us both. It turned out that Walmart would continue to play a big role in each of our lives. In that very store, I met an amazing woman. That would become my wife. We've been married for almost 30 years, but that would be a whole other message. <laughs> Edward went on to bigger things at Walmart, traveling around, helped uh, set up stores, and uh, he was making a career out of it. He really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, by the way, he also met an amazing woman at Walmart that became his wife, sitting right next to him. I guess uh, we are living proof that you can find just about anything at Walmart. <laughs> Little advertisement for you there, Edward. <laughs> uh, so while he was making a career with Walmart, I stayed local, started my career with a casino here in East Peoria. Eventually, Edward and Shelly moved back to the area. Our families grew. We just both kept having kids. <laughs> and uh, before you knew it, the kids were, our kids were involved with different things. We didn't get to spend as much time together. Uh, but still, if we needed to talk, the other one was always there to listen, never afraid, afraid of being judged. Uh, this is a tough one. When my mom passed, Edward was the only person I called other than family. He was in the middle of training for work. He had to go through a lot to get out of it, but he still made sure to be there for me. Good thing I brought two bottles of water up here. Uh, the four of us go close. Oh, wait. Edward, Shelley, and Chris and I had always planned on uh, joining our families through marriage, but our kids grew up so close, they felt like family as it was, so there was no need, and it might have been a little weird for them. Uh, the four of us still grow closer all the time, even though we now live a little further apart. Uh, they know more about the real Mark and Chris than anyone else. I really was hoping for a duck sound again like last time. Uh, they are able to lead us with love and understanding. Through our relationship, we have learned the importance of being vulnerable, real, transparent, and even humble. Edward and Shelley are the reason we are here at this church. Shelley had invited us to church quite a few times before, and as Ignite was just getting started, we finally said yes. Um, we would not be leading growth groups if they hadn't made sure to move their, their group to Monday night so that Chris and I could attend together. And uh, then they mentored us to become group leaders. I wouldn't be serving in the kids' room if Shelly hadn't asked me quite a few times. 
And I certainly wouldn't be up here giving a message if I hadn't got here to begin with, right? Um, it's in the context of relationships that my life was changed. Uh, it was the same with the early church. Let's take a look at Acts 2, 42 through 47. You can follow along on, the, uh, on your Bibles or just... Yeah, that came out pretty good. You can just look up there. Um, the fellowship of the believers. They devoted them themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs per performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers, to the number daily, those who were being saved. Well, after that uh, start, I'm going to say welcome to week two of our series, We is Greater Than Me. This series is all about community and why it's so important to build lasting relationships. Today's message is about being real, and the path to community is vulnerability and humility. Now, you may remember that Pastor Russ has spoken uh, about the ancient Greeks and how they would put on plays. The actor would wear a large mask with a grinning face on it, and uh, he would quote comedy lines as the audience would roar with laughter. He would then go backstage, change his mask uh, into a frowning sad mask, and come back out quoting tragic lines as the audience moan and weep. Uh, do you remember what the actor was called? Anybody? Hypocrite. He was a hypocrite, or one who wears mask. Now, as children, we pretended to be someone else by wearing masks uh, when we played. When I was a kid, we didn't have fancy consoles or uh, a phone to play tons of games on. So I had to use my imagination if I wanted to play. Uh, I might have used a bandana around my face to be the villain or cut up a shirt and uh, made a mask to be the Lone Ranger or Zorro. Uh, I think when we become adults, it's, it's far too easy to hide behind masks for many reasons. We might not think of ourselves as hypocrites, but we aren't being real. We're hiding our vulnerability. That word vulnerability is in here a lot, and it's not real easy to say when your mouth's really dry. Um, maybe we just want people to like us. We want them to think that we have it all together. Or maybe we just are a little scared to show our true feelings. At work, you may, might be hiding behind a mask that says, I love my job, even though you're really longing to do something different. Uh, but maybe you're just scared that if you tell someone how you feel, you'll sound weak and vulnerable. There it is again. Around your family, you might wear a mask that says everything is all right, but inside you're worried about money and bills. I think it's easy to know when you've worn a mask too long. Someone or maybe many people will be asking, is everything okay? Um, at church, you might wear a happy mask. Even though you are hurting inside, you might be worried that people will see you as broken. That is no way to live your life, and it's no way to uh, live in community with your church family. Putting on a mask to pretend is fun, but wearing a mask to hide can be damaging to our relationships. It, can, it feels like lying. And if we wear them too long, we may start to believe the lies ourselves. Uh, 
To grow in community, we need to be vulnerable and humble. Let's take a look at the definition of humility from Easton's Bible Dictionary. It's a prominent Christian grace. It is a state of mind well-pleasing to God. It preserves the soul in tranquility, and it makes us patient under trials. Now, many of us probably never even had a trial or anything, but for me, I think it really sounds good, and I can use a little extra tranquility in my soul and a little extra patience with my trials. Could anyone else use a little extra patience and tranquility? <laughs> Let's take a look at some scripture that talks about humility. I now go to Philippians 2, 5 through 8. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. <clears throat> now, if Jesus thought being humble was important, uh, shouldn't we all try to do the same? Seems like he was uh, a pretty good role model. I mean, he loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. Are we loving one another like that? When we are real with people, they might even see things in us that we don't see in ourselves. Without these people that uh, we can share our fears and failures with, the triumphs wouldn't feel so sweet. If we couldn't be vulnerable and humble, it wouldn't feel as real. Now, if you were here the first time I gave the message, you know I was very nervous. When, when, that might be an understatement, huh? When it was done, I was very relieved. I think I would have been relieved either way. Uh, if it was horrible, I w would have not only been relieved that it was finally done and over, but I would have been totally relieved that Russ would never ask me to do it again. <clears throat> as it turned out, I was quite surprised that it went as well as it did, and I was relieved that I just didn't pass out. Uh, everyone was very encouraging, and I thought I could do this again. I was ready to tackle another message. I also thought the next one would be so easy. I would do all the work ahead of time, and it would be so much better. As it turns out, my work ethic when it comes to homework hasn't changed much since high school. <laughs> and uh, if it's getting done at all, it's probably going to get done last minute. As a matter of fact, I was making changes to this about 10 o'clock last night. Another thing that hasn't changed about me over the years is I don't like to ask for help, which is another reason it takes so long. Uh, I'm like a child wanting to put on his shoes by himself. I, I just keep saying I can do it, even though I'm avoiding doing it because I'm not really sure if I'm doing it right or well. Uh, I might pray to God for some help, but he can't help me if I'm not actually doing it, so I had to get in there and do it. Um, I have a little trouble being real when it comes to what I can't do. I tend to pretend I have it all together. I don't like to show my vulnerability in that area, at least. Now, when I was a kid, I went to a church where many people wore masks much of the time. Many of them only allowed each other to see the church mask. Uh, they were not open or transparent. Uh, they were maybe even a little bit prideful, not humble and real. Uh, when the truth came out that the pastor had been unfaithful, it was 
far too late for anyone to help him. The church didn't last long after that. How much better could it have been if everyone was open and honest with each other? Uh, if there would have been some accountability, uh, they could have helped each other. They could have prayed for each other and show love for each other, and maybe things would have ended a little differently. Humbling ourselves to not only help and serve others, but allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and accept help is by exposing our own problems. Just seems like it would be a lot better, doesn't it? How about you? Do you spend any time behind a mask? Does it ever feel like you were hiding a little too much or too often? Maybe we could all humble ourselves a little more and be vulnerable with each other. Uh, a little humility, humility goes a long way, and imagine what things would be like if we were all completely humble. Like in this scripture, Ephesians 4, 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Do you think it is, it is possible to, be hum, to humble yourself while wearing a mask? I think it's very difficult to humble yourself when you're not being real. It makes it hard to build trust in our relationships if we are not authentic. What if you were uh, real with everyone and let them see every side of you? I, I know I'm more comfortable around people that are that way, that are real and open uh, about everything that's going on in their lives. What if we not only share in each other's triumphs, but also in each other's struggles and fears? I think we all love to share in the wins, like newborn babies or uh, promotions at work, but it means a lot when someone trusts you enough to share their, feels, their fears or failures, like losing a job or going through a divorce, uh, or maybe financial problems, or even just fe feeling like they're stuck in sin like lust. Wouldn't it be a great feeling to know that these people love you enough to listen to you and pray for you? It can be scary to share the bad things you've done or the painful things you've been through. It makes you vulnerable. But if we all share, there shouldn't be any fear of judgment. I don't know why I got emotional for that part. Wouldn't that also be a great way to really get to know one another and become a tight-knit community? Don't hide behind uh, a mask. Be real, vulnerable, and transparent. Being real can also be contagious. Well, let's take a look at the next scripture I have, which is James 5.16. And it talks a little bit about that. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's in this context of transparency and humility that we find healing. And then let's go to 2 Corinthians 12.9. Uh, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, I believe that's in red there, so you know it's really important. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. So it's, it's in our weakness and our vulnerability that Christ's peace and strength is experienced in us and displayed through us. There are a few ways, uh, this, I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> there are a few ways to get to know your church family on another level. 
to become closer and feel a little more comfortable around each other. One way to, would be to join a growth group. There's a lot of them going on right now, and feel free to drop into whichever one you would like to, just to get to know people. Um, and uh, also watch for the ones to start in the spring. Uh, you could get involved with volunteering, like uh, in the mornings we have first impressions here, greeting people, we have set up team, getting everything ready. Um, we have the kids' rooms where you could just go sit down and hold some babies. Or you could uh, volunteer for things like Summer Blast, and we've even had some people go on mission trips, so there's all kinds of things you could do to get to know people better. We do other things that are fun, like this wacky bowling uh, coming up later this week, and you can get more, info more information on the table out front. We also do things like Riverman Games and Fall Picnic. Another fun way to get to know your church family a little better and eat a few goodies is something new that we are doing over the next few weeks. And they mentioned it in the uh, introduction that uh, some of us are having a little casual get-togethers with desserts and friendly conversation. In fact, if you're not doing anything later today, 3 p.m., 1401 North 5th Street, Pekin, uh, come to my house today and enjoy some donuts and beverages. We will supply the donuts and all the beverages. Just bring some conversation. That's all you need. Uh, so I'd like you to come see where I live and see, uh, see who I really am. I don't know what mask I was wearing the first time I met you, but come see the real me, and I'd like to get to know the real you. Um, now, my closing might be a little different than what Russ normally does. Uh, my application is kind of funny. Uh, has anyone ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Anybody? A couple of... There's one line that pretty much everybody knows, and it's, Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you might get. Well, I think Mama was a pretty smart lady. Uh, we can use this as a metaphor for so many things. I think Mama meant that you never know what life is going to send your way. I like to see it as you never know who, who God is going to put in your life. I think there are three kinds of people in this scenario. The first people are very picky and just stare into that box of chocolates. They try to make sure they have the right chocolate by just how it looks on the outside. Now, if we do that with people in our community or our church, we are limited in how we can grow. We might miss out on some very special relationships just because of how someone looks. The second type likes to uh, touch every chocolate in a box. If you ever look in and see some squished pieces, you know that this person has been around at some point. Uh, they want to know a little bit more about, about the chocolate before they decide which one they're going to avoid. Uh, this group acts like they want to know more about people they meet, but uh, they're not willing to be vulnerable themselves. Uh, if we don't make ourselves vulnerable and humble, we will never really get to know them. We may even leave them a little battered before we put them back in the box. The third group goes all in. They are perfectly happy uh, being surprised by whatever piece of chocolate they get. This group is not only going to dig deep to get to know others, they're not going to be afraid to show their own vulnerability. They're going to show love to everyone just like Jesus loved us. And we want, to, we want to all do the same. So go get to know someone new 
see what's inside them. And just to be clear, I'm not telling you to go squeeze the stuffing out of them or to take a bite out of them. I, I just want you to go and ask questions. Be humble. Be vulnerable. You just might be your next lifelong friend and grow closer in community. And I just want to say one more thing. Edward, you're my best friend. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Uh, that's all I have today, so let's pray. Dear Lord, uh, my only request is that, uh, that you reach all of us and uh, teach us how to be vulnerable and humble and just like your son Jesus, just to reach out and uh, love others um, without judgment. Um, just to be there for each other and uh, grow in community. And we just I thank you so much for this church community and uh, the way people already get to know each other. And I ask that uh, we are just able to get uh, even deeper. Uh, it's all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much, Mark. Yay! Yep. Will you talk about, uh, I mean... God always moves us into the realm of faith, right? Because that's where we grow. So he stretches us. And super proud of you, Mark, for stepping up. Thanks for sharing uh, and uh, putting on a clinic about uh, leading with vulnerability here. And so appreciate you. And and uh, what a good word, I mean, for us. Uh, the way we grow in community is by humbling ourselves and by being vulnerable and moving towards others. And so like Mark mentioned, we've got all kinds of ways that you can be doing that over the next uh, few weeks. There's sign-up sheets on the Welcome Center out in the, out in the lobby. Uh, you can find, uh, you know, donut bar and I'm trying to think cupcake bar and cheesecake bar and lots of good conversation all around the city. So come and join us. Come and take some steps towards others. And let's really grow as a community uh, together. Let's really grow in those kind of relationships.